Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm going to talk and sing song today. <laughs> yeah. Introduce yourself, bitch. <laughs> I'm Lori. I'm the mom. Nice. God dang. Are you very sing-songy today? I'm sing-songy. I like that. Mm-hmm. So what's new? What's happening? Oh, shit. I don't know. What's ha- I don't know what's happening. I don't know where I am. I got a new piece of news. Do you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, me and Jake have been doing ab workouts, <laughs> which is something new for me. Yes, not he, for Jake. He's been doing them. I'm like, maybe it's time uh-huh. I should move my body. Are we? <laughs> Are we filming this? Oh God, no! Dear God, no! <laughs> How's it going? I look like a fish out of water. Well, first of all, it's really entertaining because the video it's called Eight Minute Abs, and mm-hmm. it's like from the '80s. <laughs> so they're in like '80s workout clothes. Oh my gosh! And, and they have the hair. So that are there you know, leg warmers? There are leg oh, warmers. Yes. So it gives you a chuckle mm-hmm. while you're in right. pain. <laughs> so right now my abs hurt really yeah. bad. Like every time I laugh, I'm like, because I have not done. I don't think I've ever done an ab workout. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Exercise. I'm going to be honest with all of you. That doesn't happen around here with me. So uh, yeah, that's something new. All right, cool. So how do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Um, in pain, <laughs> just pain. Uh-huh. And are you um, feeling a sense of accomplishment? I do actually. Yeah. I yeah. do kind of feel good. And the other thing, where he's trying to help me get my shoulder mm-hmm. strong. So mm-hmm. I don't think we've talked about this. I um, tore my rotator cuff a few yeah. years ago, and mm-hmm. I had to have two surgeries. Mm-hmm. I forget that sometimes. Like the first guy screwed it up. <laughs> it's all over Brazil nut. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> let me break this down. You know, we used to work at Whole Foods Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I worked in the bulk department, yeah. so I had there was a lot of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And so Eat. I was... Re- <laughs> some nuts. Dirty. <laughs> some, some heavy nut lifting. <laughs> so there I am on the stepladder, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I happen to re- be refilling the Brazil nut bin. <laughs> She loves this story. I get her every time. And this guy comes to ask me a question. You know, it seems like a great time. I'm lifting like, you know, a 25-pound bag of nuts. A, it was a 50-pound bag. It, I, it probably was. I had no business doing that because, again, do not work out. It's not like I'm muscular. Anyway, lifting the nuts over, over, over the melon. Mm-hmm. This guy comes up and he's like... I don't know what kind of nuts you got there. <laughs> and I turned to look at him and my sh- I literally, when I say heard I it heard it go, boop, ping, and like a rubber band. Nuts everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> so the, the did, nut incident. Did you follow the th- of, of 2017? <laughs> did, uh, was it the 32nd rule? <laughs> what, did I pick them back up? I'm going to pick these back up now. <laughs> Absolutely not. You have nothing to worry about if you shifted that Whole Foods. Um, so yeah, it popped, and then I had one surgery to repair it. The guy kind of actually screwed mm-hmm. it up more, mm-hmm. and then I had another one. So all thanks yeah. to some Brazil nuts. Uh, yeah. So my arm, when I say it's like a limp noodle, I mean it's literally yeah. like... Yeah. And they told me like I'd never be able to reach over my head again. Yeah. And so Jake is trying to help me like he's trying to prove those fuckers wrong. Yeah, he's trying to weight train me. Yeah. But he told me I couldn't start with weights. <laughs> so I'm using a can of refried beef. <laughs> so he's over there with you know like twenty pound weights like oh and I'm like, yeah. My fucking beans. I can't eat fried beans. Yeah, so I feel really great, <laughs> really sexy, <laughs> really strong. Oh, no. So that's new. Well, maybe it will, because, you know, every time the weather changes, you, like, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like that girl in Mean Girls where she's like, there's a 90% chance it's going to rain. My shoulder starts to ache. Yeah. Like I'm 85 years oh, old. no. And I can tell when there's like a change in the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You're falling Add apart. Added to the list of why Lee is <laughs> so sexy and attractive. <laughs> My God. Why do I tell Get people out. these things? Ew. <laughs> so anywho. Anywho's it. Maybe I'll try to take a picture with my refried beans. <laughs> Just, oh my God, we got to get you some leg warmers <laughs> and spandex. I can, re- I can recreate the eight minute abs video with my beans oh my and God. my leg warmers. You need a scrunchie and some leg warmers. I think I have a scrunchie. Um, some hot pink and black. Wow, that sounds spandex. like my color combo. Yes. Sign me up, bitch. A sweat band. <laughs> a Remember sweat this? Band. Yes, I do. Terry cloth sweat band. Yeah, like did those even do anything? You tell they me. They soaked up the sweat. I don't know. I Ew. never wore one. Why would you want your sweat? Like, just, no. no. But I'll get one. I'll get one for this. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what's new with me. Great. Great. <laughs> you got any uh, fun news? I don't. No. I am uh, uh, taking midterms this week, so. Look at you, you little school lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like my brain is going to explode, and mm-hmm. I think I'm too old for the shit. You're not. You got this. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> send Laura some good vibes. She's going to ace her midterms. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, my brain just, what did you just ask me before we started? You're like, is there something wrong with you? I know. I was like, are you slipping? Are you You're slipping? right. <laughs> she has a favorite type of gin. It has been uh, her favorite type of gin for years. And I said, we got this for you. And, and she's like, like, what's that? She goes, that's not my favorite. <laughs> Uh, yes, oh, yes, it is, God. bitch. Didn't look like the right bottle. I don't know. What the hell? Who am I? Where am I? Okay. I don't know. It's okay. Honey. You're like, is there something wrong? <laughs> you slipped in, making it more than usual. <laughs> you got this. You can do it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, you said your topic's long. Mine's a little long. So okay. I think we're, we're just gonna just gonna dive right in. We're gonna take a dive. <clears throat> okay. I am going to do American Horror Story yes. Coven. Right. Right. How do you feel about this? We watched it together. We did. But like last year, we were a little late to the party. Mm, we were late to the party. I think when I first, I, we watched the first season when it first came out, and I mm-hmm. thought, oh, this is interesting. This is different. And then what was the second season? Was it the carnival? No, the second season was Asylum. So here's oh. here's my thing, and I'm going to give some disclaimers. I have a love-hate relationship with American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think that... Um, a lot of the characters, like I think what, uh, I think it's Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, the, mm-hmm. the guys who did Glee right. and Nip Tuck and all of that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that they're really good at writing great characters. Mm-hmm. However, their plot lines often, I'm like, mm, not for me. Yeah, and there's always right. like a trillion of them and it's hard yeah, to follow. Right. And they're very like torture porn yeah okay so they lose me a lot i'm just gonna start out saying Mm -hmm. that so that's why we were so late to the game then you get hooked in though like yeah i mean because i think that if (laughs) well she's like you get hooked into the porn well (laughs) you start with that porn well (laughs) yeah that's it but i think like when i first tried to start watching them i was like and no i don't think this is really for me it's unsettling but then when we were on the first lockdown (laughs) We went through and watched them all. We were like, what the hell else are we going to do? And we watched them and I was like, oh, these are pretty good, you know? Yeah. So I think, so if you have not seen American Horror Story, each season is a different quote unquote horror story. It's considered a horror series. Mm -hmm. Um, And like the first one is about a haunted house. And the the third one, which I'll talk about today, is about a witch coven. And the one is about, you know, a carnival Mm -hmm. act. And so it's very interesting. I'll give it to them. There is some good writing. They do make a lot of oopsie daisies, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I did want to say before I start out, there are a lot of mixed reviews about this coven. Mm-hmm. So it dropped in 2013. Okay. Um, and like I said, focuses on witches. So real life witches were not really it. a fan of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought that it portrayed witches in like a stereotypical kind of gimmicky way. Okay. In my opinion, you know what you're in for when you're going to watch American Horror Story, right? So if you've never seen this and you're thinking about it, just kind of know when you're going in that it's like 
it's campy. Like it's supposed it's to be campy, campy horror. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you like, what is, what is your favorite season? And I, I mean, I like the campy eighties horror movie. I one liked the campy eighties with Mr. Shoe. Yeah. The, <laughs> the one they just released was eighties theme yeah. and it fit well because yes. their writing is so campy. Yeah. So that whole eighties horror yeah. aesthetic fit. Um, I, didn't mind this one. Mm-hmm. It wa- I don't yeah, think I that it was, it. you know, anything fantastic. There were some good moments, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to say um, that there are some issues, and I want to address it. Okay. Because I don't want Absolutely. it to seem like we're condoning that, because mm-hmm. we're not. Mm-hmm. There are some issues regarding race and the okay. representation of people in witches of color in this show. Um, I do not feel like it is necessarily my place to speak on that. Yeah. Um it is regarding the representation of one specific character. However, I will say that while watching it, I was like, I'm a little uncomfortable. Like, there, yeah. it, you'll pick up on it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And also, um, in American Horror Story fashion, like we just said, sexual assault is kind of used as like, yeah. a, like a plot device. Mm-hmm. And I'm never a fan of that. Yeah. But again, knowing what... <laughs> it, it happens in every season. Mm-hmm. So kind of just a little warning. Yeah, yeah. That aside... <laughs> There are some good that moments. Aside, yeah, there's some good good points. So let me uh, enlighten you about those. Dive on in. Okay, so the cast is kind of star-studded. Again, if you don't know American Horror Story's shtick, it's the same cast in every season, but they're playing different, different people. Different characters. Right. Yeah. So Sarah Paulson is Cordelia Fox, and I think she's a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. Um, Taja Fermija. Oh, geez. Woo. Is Zoe Benson. Uh, Francis Conroy is Myrtle oh, Snow. Ruth Fisher. Yeah, I love Francis Conroy. I love her. She's such a great actress. And her character, again, I, I love her character. Yeah. Evan Peters is Kyle Spencer. Uh, Lily Rabe, or Rob, not sure, is Misty Day. Um, Gabourey Sidibe is Queenie. Emma Roberts is Madison Montgomery. Jamie Brewer is Nan. Jessica Lang is Fiona Good. Angela Bassett woo woo is Marie Laveau. And Stevie Nicks is Stevie Nicks. So yes, Stevie Nicks plays herself. <laughs> Stevie Nicks comes in. I just listened yeah, to that Stevie song Nicks. today. What the, the Seven, Seven Wonders. Wonders? Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk All about. Right, cool. So I'm going to give you a sh- very, very short rundown of the plot because ke- this is a TV series. Yeah. It is available on Netflix right now and mm-hmm. I think Hulu. So if you're looking for something to watch, there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Again, rundown is very short because I want to focus on one specific element. And like I said earlier, there are like 9,000 plot points in okay. this series. Yeah. I could, it would take me hours. Yes, right. So, Yeah. You're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, my, don't do it. I'm trying to go back and in my mind. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So I like watched a recap just to, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot there were like, there's so much stuff happens in this one. So se- much happening. It's only 13 episodes. Woo. Yeah. They it, sure they do shove it. a lot. Yeah, they do. And in, in every one of the seasons, really. Right. It's action packed. It is. So the rundown is there is a house in New Orleans. And it is run by headmistress Cordelia Fox. And she trains and teaches uh, witches how to harness their powers. So the idea is taking in young witches that maybe at first didn't know they were witches or, you know, don't have their shit together and train them into, you know, to be members of the coven. Functioning witches. Functioning witches. Yes. Did I mention that this was called Coven? I did. (laughs) It is called Coven. (laughs) Oh, it's the third season too. Oh, I think I forgot to say that. Mm -hmm. Okay, anywho, uh, many different powers are shown and discussed throughout the series. So the one character, Nan, is clairvoyant. A queenie calls herself the human voodoo doll. So she can, like, if she causes herself pain, you could feel it, but she won't. So say she wants to get at you, she'll, like, stab her hand and you'll feel it. Oh, but she won't. But she won't, and she heals herself. So human voodoo doll. Um, Madison is telekinetic. We've talked a lot about that on this podcast. Cordelia Fox works with plants. I know. So I feel like you should do her. Yeah, I probably could because I do. So again, it's been a long time since we've seen this. So, but I always, when you said you were doing Coven, the first thing that comes to my mind is 
asphatita. Okay. Because she's in the greenhouse using asphatita, which is called, which is uh, referenced as the devil's dung, is what is what it's oh, called oh. because it smells so bad. But it smells like poop. Asphatita, yeah. Yeah. So she like, I think it was in the basement or something. She mm-hmm. has like all of these plants, and mm-hmm. it's very magical. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, there are cool moments like that where they are using like yeah. actual mm-hmm. craft mm-hmm. Uh, elements. Um, voodoo is also discussed um, through the character Marie Laveau. Um, Cordelia's mother, Fiona Good, is the Supreme. So, the Supreme is a once in a generation leader of the witches, the coven. Yes. Of the coven? Of the, okay. or, or I think essentially all witches. Like oh, she's okay. like the high priestess. Okay. Okay, she's like the head mm-hmm. bitch in charge. Yeah. Um, she has like, you can tell that she's the supreme because she has, uh, she's very healthy. Okay. Like so say she was sick and then she is named the supreme. She will be healthy like that. Yeah. So she, she could be has, like 200 years old and still yes. be like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she has like all of the power. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but as the, that supreme begins to die, the next supreme begins to rise. Okay, so there's like a transference of power there, mm-hmm. and so that health and beauty will start to fade mm. and move into the next supreme. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so here's where the long story gets very, very short mm-hmm. because don't have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fiona, the supreme, is believed to be dead. At one point. Mm -hmm. So there has to be another Supreme. Right. Usually the outgoing Supreme identifies her successor, but Uh, Fiona didn't do that. mm -hmm. Okay. Which did she not want to concede? She did not. (laughs) She was like, I ain't going out, man. (laughs) Does that sound familiar? No. (laughs) Ring a bell? Anywho, um, she didn't want to go out. Mm -hmm. She was fighting it kind of hard, and she was actually trying to identify who the next Supreme was and... Take them out so that she did not have to concede. Oh, wow. So there you go. Anywho, Mm -hmm. at one point, she is believed to be dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, But because she didn't uh, name the next Supreme, they have to do a series of tests with the witches in the coven to figure out who the Supreme is. Okay. Okay. So the tests are called the Seven Wonders. Mm hmm. Okay, and this has never been done in the history of this coven where they had to do these tests to name the Supreme. Okay. The witches in this, you know, doing these tests are Misty Day, which I love her character. Is she the one that was like... um She's the one that's obsessed. Southern? Was she, su- she Southern? She lived in a swamp. and in she the was bayou obs- or something. Yeah, yeah, and she's obsessed with Stevie Nicks, and she's oh, just, okay. like, so peaceful and mm-hmm. loving, and, mm-hmm. yeah, I love her. Um, so Misty Day, Queenie, Zoe, and Madison okay. are who, you know, okay. they're the ones taking this Seven Wonders test. Okay. Um, most witches have multiple powers, but the Supreme is the only one that will be able to do all seven. All seven mm-hmm. of these tests. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, so if you do all of them, you prove that you are the Supreme. Okay. This is giving all four of the girls um, a chance to prove their powers and prove that they are the Supreme, which, again, only one will succeed. So I wanted to talk about the Seven Wonders because yes. as much as that series, like like I said, there were some problems with it. I don't think that it was, like, the most fantastic thing I've ever watched. There mm-hmm. were some cool moments, but I really liked this aspect of it. Yeah. I thought it was neat. Right. Okay. So the Seven Wonders is the title of the 13th episode. And it's the season finale. Yes. Okay, and they're taking these tests. Mm -hmm. So the first of the tests is telekinesis. Okay. So that you have to prove we've talked about telekinesis Mm -hmm. in Carrie. Carrie. I think we talked about it last week with Matilda. Yes. So you can move and manipulate things with your mind, right? Right. So the girls must focus on a candlestick and move it towards them with their minds. Mm-hmm. And it is noted that this skill in particular is all about intention. So you have to focus your intention on the object and it will come to you. Okay. The second is concilium, which is known to the public as mind control. This is noted. <laughs> Cage and jables. <laughs> It's mind control, tenacious D. That's the first thing that came to my mind. All right. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, they say that's telekinesis. It's telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> oh my God. If you like Tenacious D, you will pick up on that oh, reference. Geez. So Concilium is noted to be one of the trickiest of the seven tests. Okay. Um, it allows you to bend the strongest of wills to your desire. So like I could make you, I don't know, punch yourself in the face if I wanted to. Jeez. You're basically manipulating Tell me how you're really feeling, Leanne. (laughs) Go sock yourself in the face. I'm I'm feeling some... uh... Hey, you know what? I use that as an example because that's what they do. In the the test, they make each other, you know, slap themselves and pull their own hair. And that's how they prove, you know. Uh Um, The third is dissentium. Oh, this is not good for someone who cannot pronounce words. Dissentium. Did I get it? Okay. Sounds good. This is moving your soul to hell and then returning it to your body. Mm. Okay. Um, If you don't return your soul, you will get stuck in hell and die. But what I found interesting about this is that hell will look different to everyone. It's not like... You know, the you go down and it's red and fiery and yeah. <laughs> you're hanging with the devil. Yeah. It's like your own personal hell. Yeah. So examples, uh, Queenie is back working at a restaurant that she hates for all mm-hmm. of eternity. Mm-hmm. She's just like working in this restaurant because she that's her personal hell. A cubicle from nine to five. That, that would mm-hmm. be yours. Mm-hmm. Um, Misty Day has to kill a frog in science class over and over because mm-hmm. like I said, she's like very sweet and she's yeah. like, I can't kill a living thing and no yeah. I won't do it and so that is her personal oh, hell geez. so I thought that that was like an interesting mm-hmm. little yeah. note um, number four is transmutation and it is similar to teleportation and that's like you're moving from one place to the other okay. um, instantaneously Okay, so that's fun they like play tag and they're like jumping all over uh, the place it's yeah, cute I, I think I remember Yeah. Um, number five is Oh boy. Vitalum vitalis. A for effort. <laughs> this is when you're balancing the scales between lung. Between lung. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I meant. Between one life force and another. Okay. Uh, the witch transfers her own life force into the nearly dead in order to heal them. And some can even resurrect the dead. So it's like resurrection. Okay. Okay. But it's draining to the witch doing it because right. it's literally trans, you yeah. know, it's not like they're just snapping their fingers and the sure. person is. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Number six is pyrokinesis. Uh, the ability c- to control and create fire with only your mind. So think Sally and practical magic when she, Blows the candle. Okay. That, and that's what they do. They okay. light a candle. They're, yeah. you know, controlling right. the element of fire. Yeah. And number seven is divination, which we've kind of touched on, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about it some more. Okay. Divination is the ability, this is what they say it is, the ability to obtain direct knowledge of an object, person, location, etc., through means other than physical senses. Okay. Okay. The dictionary definition is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or unknown by supernatural means. Okay. So for the test, Myrtle Snow uh, hides different objects around the house. Okay. Okay. And each witch has to find one. All right. To prove that they have this power. Mm -hmm. So they take a jar of crystals. So each witch has the jar of crystals and they spill them out onto a table. Okay. And then they read the crystals to find the object. Yeah. Which leads me into kind of what I wanted to like discuss. What I wanted to discuss today. Okay. So the my lesson here is divination, but it's crystal throwing. Hmm. Okay, have you like heard of this? Because I, I not, haven't. I have not either. Okay, no. so when I was watching it, I was like, "What are they doing there?" Because right. it kind of looked like a form of scrying. Okay. Because they dumped the crystals and then they like put their hands over it to find an object. Okay. So if you like. Recollect back to Charmed right. when they're scrying to, yeah. like, find a person. Sure, or a place. Yes. Yeah. Um, so different forms of divination include tea leaf readings, tarot, scrying, like I said, runes, numerology, automatic writing, etc. Okay. Okay. Um, crystal throwing and lithomancy is kind of what I think they were combining and a little bit of scrying in this episode. Lithomancy is divination with stones. Oh, okay. Or crystals, like you're reading stones. Okay. So I believe runes would be considered a form of lithomancy. 
Okay. Don't clock me if I'm wrong. I'm learning here with you. Because mm-hmm. um, I had never heard of that term before no, either. No, me neither. So it's, I know that it's using stones, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to teach you guys how to crystal yes. throw. Ooh, awesome. Okay, so you fill a bag with crystal stones or gems. Okay, or they comb- all have to be the same? No. Okay, combination. Combination. Different. It can be a bunch of different crystals. It can be crystal stones and gems. It could literally be, I don't know. It could be whatever kind of rock or crystal that you want. Okay. I, you know, I love crystals. Yes, you are. You have always been the crystal kid. Yeah, so I find this really fascinating, and mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't know about it, to be honest. Hmm. So you fill the bag with all different kinds of crystals. Okay. Um, and you reach into the bag and grab a handful, and you focus on them, kind of like you do when you shuffle a deck of mm-hmm. tarot cards, mm-hmm. um, and then you throw the rocks with intention. And this is why I think this is what they were doing in that episode because okay. they throw them down. Okay. Okay. Um, it It is noted that intention is really the key here. Like you have to focus. You have to take deep breaths because your energy is going into the stones. Right. Okay. You then throw them onto a flat surface or you can use a grid. Mm-hmm. So some people can read the stones just as they are. Okay. Maybe like... You know, a pro Mm -hmm. crystal thrower. Not an amateur. No, but like say I want to try it with this grid. Um, And you can find grids online if you Google like crystal throwing grid. Really? Yes, you can. It's really, you can just take a piece of paper and draw out different sections with a word in the center of each section. Sexon. <laughs> Each sexon. What are you thinking about? Shut up. <laughs> it was all that talk earlier. It's gone in my head. <laughs> okay. So each section, so examples would be like health or career, mm-hmm. uh, future, social, financial, anything that you're really looking to learn more about. Okay. Again, there are grids online if you don't want to create your own. So when you throw the crystals out, they will land mm-hmm. on this grid. Right. So then you take, so say, um, here's an example. A blue lace gate crystal uh, lands on your love life section. Okay. Blue lace gate is connected to healing. Like the stone blue mm-hmm. lace gate right. normally indicates healing or protection or like deep emotional healing. So okay. if it lands on your love life section... Then you might need to you do got some work. To you got do. some work to do in there. So you take what the crystal mm-hmm. represents and the powers of that crystal, and you compare it to where it lands, and that okay. is your reading. Interesting, isn't that cool? Yes. How have we never done this? I don't know. And typically, you're going to choose stones or crystals that you're attracted to anyway. I so. mean, that's what I do, but I recognize that not everyone is like you know a crystal fanatic. So mm-hmm. you can um like do some googling honestly yeah. or go to your local witch shop. That's a mm-hmm. good, you know, time mm-hmm. to support small businesses. Yeah. And ask them. Yeah. Like normally uh witch shops or cult shops like that have like a crystal section mm-hmm. and this is like little tumbled stones, yeah. you know, not like yeah. anything crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. And they'll normally tell you what they mean. Like they'll normally have little cards or something that tell you what they mean or just ask or give it a Google and you can get different ones. Mm -hmm. I personally go and I touch and I feel the energy energy and whatever Mm -hmm. feels right to me is what Mm -hmm. I grab and then I'll do some research on it. Yeah, that's typically what I do. But if, you know, you're new to this, you can definitely find, like, a template online, I'm sure, that kind of outlines, mm-hmm. like, you know, some just yeah. beginner yeah. stones. Yeah. Remember, we used to go to the Appalachian Rock Shop all the time in um, Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they had, uh, a th- like, a, a like a, I don't know, like a well or something where you yeah. can scoop out. Yeah, yeah. And just fill a bag for, like, five bucks. Right, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be super expensive. That's why I think this is cool. And, like, if you're looking to get into divination and maybe you're not ready mm-hmm. for tarot cards or mm-hmm. tea leaf readings, this yeah. is, like, something that literally you could, anyone can do. Oh, yeah. Not this that cool. the others aren't, but, like, right. this is a good intro, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, like Google beginners crystal, mm-hmm. you know, crystal mm-hmm. guide and yeah. it will lay out and then you could you can order them online and literally that's an inexpensive divination tool. And yeah. I think that's so I think that that is really cool. Yeah. Especially as someone who's like more attracted to crystals than mm-hmm. herbs or, you know. Yeah. I'm about to do this yeah. and figure my shit out. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Yes. We have to try that. That would be I fun. I know. It would be a fun, hey, a, a party. Fun Saturday night. <laughs> Some party games. Break out the crystals. I know. I still want to get a set of those Xenar cards that we oh, talked I about. Know. Um, in the gift. Yes. And uh, that'll be fun too. Oh my God. We should be... just have like a divination night. Oh yeah. That oh. sounds fun. Because I've never Let's do tried it. as, and you know, I'm a little embarrassed because we own a tea company. I've yeah. never tried to read tea leaves. I have tried to read tea leaves. And how did it go? I'm not good at it. Yeah, I, see, I, I feel actually like... had a friend who was um, from New Orleans and she was a card reader. She's actually who taught me mm-hmm. how to read cards. And she's actually the person that gifted me my deck that I still use right. to read. Uh, but she was a tea leaf reader oh, cool. and she tried to teach me. And, um, you know, sometimes I think there, you know, you, there's this innate. Well, I, you know, I do feel like that. I feel like you will, you know, everyone's going to shine in a different way like maybe you're into tarot cards but you've tried reading them and it's just Mm -hmm. not fitting you maybe Mm -hmm. try this or like you know i feel like you might shine like you're gonna find your nook Mm -hmm. is that i I think i think your niche not your your niche you're not your nook (laughs) your niche your niche i think that i'm waiting for the right uh cup and saucer so Mm. back in the day and i wish i would have grabbed one and i haven't and i've seen it on like um, ebay auctions and stuff and they're so expensive but there was this cup and saucer Mm -hmm. that had the astrology wheel on it and inside uh the cup was for tea leaf reading and oh man, I wish I would have grabbed one of those. Way to fuck up. I know. Gosh, son of a bitch. The things that you <laughs> miss out on. But yeah, I, know, I, but f- I feel like that would help you learn to read tea leaves. Yeah, I mean, I feel like divination is all about trusting your intuition. Mm-hmm. So just practicing. Like maybe sure. if you don't feel like you're good at it, you have to just mm-hmm. keep practicing and that it's really learning yeah. to trust your intuition and trust Absolutely. your gut. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think that, like, crystal throwing, that is a totally anyone can do that, man. Mm-hmm. Especially with that yeah. grid, and then maybe you're training yourself oh, yeah. to do it without the grid. I mm-hmm. think that's super cool. So look into that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing it. Yeah. And have you, I mean, you are the crystal kid. So, and, you know, I used to teach chakras, and mm-hmm. we would go get, so you had a pendulum, I had a pendulum. Yeah. Have you scried before? Uh No. I have not scribed mm-hmm. before. I have. I've, I've, it's interesting. Yeah, so scrying is something that I want to talk about um, in another episode. Okay, so shut my mouth. <laughs> Would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> um, because people might not know what scrying is. Yeah. Scrying is, Jay, can you look up the definition? Because I don't want to butcher it. it. I believe it's a form of divination uh, looking through a reflective surface is I believe how it is. Mm, it can it, be. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't be. have to be, but that's like, so, you know, you see the the witch with the crystal ball. Mm-hmm. That is considered scrying. Right. So scrying, also known by various names such as seeing or peeping. Ooh, I don't mm, like that. Peeping. <laughs> is the practice of looking into a suitable medium in the hope of Detecting significant messages or visions. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I did a lot of reading on it today, and a lot of it does say that it has to be a reflective surface like water or mm-hmm. like a crystal ball. But mm-hmm. you can also do it with like smoke, mm-hmm. or you could do it like I've, we talked about. Yeah. I've done it with like a map. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like trying to lo- find a location. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel like going somewhere today, or I feel like going on a vacation and like scrying. Oh, fun. To see where it hits. Yeah. Down. That's very charmed of you. Oh. I love wow. that. Yeah. So I, I do, I, we will talk about mm-hmm. scrying because I think that that's fun. Future. That's in the future. I Shut need, it. I'm going to need you to back it up. No. <laughs> back it on up. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. There's crystal throwing uh, via. Interesting. Via American Horror Story Coven, I think that if you know mm-hmm. the mishaps going in, yeah, take it for what it is. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Don't put it on a pedestal. But I think it's a decent watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> there are some like they all wear black, mm-hmm. and so they yeah. must be in a witch coven. Like uh, there's some right. stupid shit yeah. like that. But right. overall, it's you know good for some 
I don't know. There's some little nuggets in there. Shits and gigs. (laughs) Shits and gigs. (laughs) So yeah, that's American Horror Story Coven. I'm sure we will touch on that at some point. Right on. Sweet. I love it. Sweet. All right. You know what time it is. What time is it? It's time to hear from our sponsor. Wonderful. This episode is sponsored by Grandpa and Chill, a fun new podcast that we know you guys will love. Starring Brandon, Sierra, Finus, and of course, Grandpa. Here's the spiel. A grandson sits down to chill with his grandpa and friends, bridging the gap between millennials and the silent generation. Every episode is filled with in-depth conversations and no topic is off limits. Sounds cool, right? Topics range from silly stories to heartbreaking tales and even feature a special call-in guest every episode. If you're looking to sit back, unwind, have a laugh, or possibly a small cry, make sure to check these guys out. Episodes are available everywhere you'd want to listen, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Head to the link in our show notes to give them a listen today. Take it from me, it will absolutely be worth your time. Thank you again to the Grandpa and Chill team. What you got for me, girl? What you got? Well, I hope you've got uh, a chocolate bar on you. Oh, no. Did you get a stash? A stash of chocolate? Chocolate. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about today. Chocolate, chocolate. Remember when we had an argument? I think we yeah. were a little tipsy, and yeah. I was like, it is not pronounced chocolate, it's yeah. chocolate. And you were like, no, bitch, it's fucking chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. It is, though. Yeah. It is, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. I'll give that to you. It's chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm talking about today. Oh, yay. I'm yeah. excited. I love this movie. It's a so beautiful much. movie. I love this movie. And you know what? A mm. lot of people I feel like don't know this movie. Really? Or maybe I just wasn't friends with oh, the right people. Girl, strap in, kids, because Hey, I'm in the coaster. If you are looking for, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a holiday movie, but if you're looking for a, just a fun, I just love this movie so much. And I really feel we're going to talk about, again, I'm going to go a little bit through the plot, but okay. I don't want to spoil. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it if a lot of people haven't seen this. And so, you know, we're going to do that. But really, I mean, there's so many personal personal things in here for me. I, okay. f- I feel like if I were a character, I, 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 could, be, be I could be Juliette Binoche in this. Oh, I really okay. do. And, we're, and we'll talk about okay, why. I but love I, it. I really feel like there's a lot of me in this character. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Am I going to cry? Give I me a warning. It, I wish it were my figure, but oh. never mind. Anyway. Hey, hey you are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Chocolat. Chocolat. <laughs> 2000. So Take 20 a drink years. every time we say chocolat. Chocolat. Yeah. Or eat a piece of chocolate. Hey. Ooh, yum. Right? That's better. I know. Uh, 2000. Oh, 20 God. years ago. Stop that. What? Shut the front door. <laughs> Stop that right Shut now. Shut the front door. Ew. Okay. It's considered a romantic drama. What? Right. Okay. I am going to challenge Are you gonna that. You're going to debunk I'm that? challenge that. Debunked. Um, it was released on 1222, which makes it kind of a holiday film. Love that. Uh, Christmassy. Yeah. Christmassy. Holiday. And as in true lore fashion, two hours and one minute, it clocks in. The movie. Yeah. Jeez, oh man. Not two hours. We don't got time Two for hours that. and one minute. Oh my God. Uh, it received five Academy Award nominations, but it didn't win any. Mm, wow, that's a bummer. Right? So it is based on the 1999 novel by Joanne Harris by the same name, Chocolat. Mm-hmm. Chocolat. Direct, I'm going to, now I'm going to butcher some names today. Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to. I love this. I know. So directed by, I don't know if I'm saying this correct, Loss. Hallstrom, L A S S E. How would you, uh, Loss? Nailed it. Yeah. Loss Hallstrom. He directed it, and he's actually the husband of uh, Lena Olin, who plays Josephine in the movie. Mm, okay. Uh, Juliette Binoche plays Vienne. Vienne. That's a pretty name. I know. Uh, Dame Judy Dench plays Armand. Do you have to say Dame every time you say her name? Not you, but I just mean, in general. Are I, you supposed I think to? It's, I think that's the etiquette. Is that. Is that I think proper protocol. T- I think that's her title. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Jake's googling it, and mm-hmm. it says Jame Duty Olivia. Jame. Jame. Did I say she Jame. said Jame Judy? Jame Judy. <laughs> Jame Judy. <laughs> yes. Did I just Girl, butcher it even you more? Did. You Fuck. did. It's not even my topic. 
I'll find a way. I will find a way. <laughs> oh my gosh! So she plays Armand. Okay. Um, Alfred Molina, who oh, I, I absolutely love, love because he played Diego Rivera in Frida. He did. He plays the Comte de de Renaud. So I had to look up what is a Comte, and he's like the mayor okay. of the town. So uh, Lena Olin plays Josephine, Mm -hmm. and of course, of course, Mr. Johnny Depp. (gasps) Johnny Depp plays Rue. Okay. So I have to say, you know, I'm not the hugest Johnny Depp fan. I like him. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like him. But this movie and another movie called The Man Who Cried are my two favorite movies with Johnny Depp in them. I think he does excellent. I just have to say. I've never seen The Man Who Cried. What? (gasps) Is she going to disown me? Oh, my gosh. That is such a great movie. Such a great movie. Okay. All right. So, anyway, like I said, this is um, considered a romantic drama. takes place in the 1950s. Mm. I think that it's more of a fairy tale. Ooh, okay. And that's really what I want to talk about. We're going to talk about the plot a little, but I think it's a fairy tale. I mean, the movie opens with Once Upon a Time. You're right. It does. Once upon a time, there was a quiet little village in the French countryside whose people believed in tranquility. Okay. Okay. And if you lived in the village, you understood what was expected of you. You knew your place in the scheme of things. And if you happened to forget, someone would help remind you. Ooh. In the village, if you saw something you shouldn't see, you looked the other way. Hey, hey, was this the house we grew up in? Uh, Ooh, burn. Okay. (laughs) If your hopes had been disappointed, you learned never to ask for more. The village held fast to their traditions until one day a sly wind blew in from the north. Sly wind. Okay. Okay. And I want, you know, for people that watch this and specifically you, if you go back and rewatch because you haven't seen it in a while, pay Mm -hmm. attention to your favorite color theory. Because when I already know. When the movie opens, Mm -hmm. it is, but when the movie opens, what you're first seeing is gray, no color, Mm -hmm. um, very flat, okay? And she comes in. And so when the sly wind blows in Mm -hmm. from the north, here we go. We see these two people walking, cut to these two figures coming into town wearing these bright red cloaks. Love it. And it kind of reminds you of Red Riding Hood. Okay. And that that was deliberate. I love it. Yeah, right? So kind of a fairy tale. Love my color theory. I know. So here comes the color. So we have Vienne and her daughter, Anouk. And Anouk brings with her her invisible kangaroo, Pontouf. Oh, I forgot about that. That's so cute. I forgot about Pontouf. Um, And they want to rent the deserted patisserie, which I had to look up. I like how you said that, patisserie. patisserie. Um, which is a bakery, <laughs> right? Okay. And the apartment upstairs from Armand, which is Dame Judy Dench. Um, and James Judy. Uh, Dame <laughs> James Judy Dench. <laughs> James. <laughs> so you kind of get the hint from the conversation that they're having with her uh-huh. that they don't tend to stay in one place for very long. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a running theme of the movie. Um, but when she goes in to, you know, rent the place, it it looks like a shithole <laughs> and she's taking the money from her and she's like, and I expect you to keep, I expect this, to, you to keep this in the, you know, in good condition. And I'm thinking, oh my Bitch, God. It's not in good condition. It reminds me of so many of the homes that we have lived in. Stop that. I, I knew you were going to say that. I'm not kidding because we have lived in some doozies, my friend. Yeah. We have lived in some places where I, there's literally one place we lived in. When I got in there, I stood in the kitchen and I cried and I thought, how in the world am I going to make this place livable? And yet in the scene where she just puts on her colorful clothes mm-hmm. and she's scrubbing and painting and she transforms this place, it is beautiful. I will it's give beautiful. you that. I feel like that's one of your, you know, oh. magical powers is you can make any place feel like home. Mm. You really can. I love what she does with this place and it just really rings very reminiscent mm, with, yeah. with, with me. Yeah. You know, so I absolutely love that when she's painting the, such a pretty blue. Actually, that blue color that I love. You so, do love that I do. blue. I do love that blue. Yeah. 
So, um, but it's kind of a surprise what she's turning the shop into. They don't tell. They don't. They don't say. Could it be a chocolat? Chocolat. Chocolat shop. A chocolaterie. <laughs> so we're such assholes. <laughs> so Alfred Molina plays the count, and he's the one. He's kind of the moral compass of this place. Yeah. He's the one that keeps everybody in their place, and it's mm-hmm. all about abstinence and de- and deprivation. Okay, that sounds. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah. He's large and in charge. He okay. rules the roost here. So he comes to introduce himself to Vienne mm-hmm. and uh, invite her to come to church because really that's the only thing happening in this town. That's- church and mm-hmm. morality. And uh, <laughs> that's a no from me, dog. <laughs> and I'm out. So uh, when Vienne tells him that one, she don't go to church <laughs> and two... <laughs> She's never been married and has a kid. Well, and are you? And and then when he finally figures out that she's opening the shock lottery during Chocolate. during Lent, no doubt mm. we're in how Lent. Did, how dare you? We're in the midst of Lent. Well, he sets out to. He makes it his mission. His mission mm-hmm. to get rid of her. Mm. Okay. Okay. So. Um, it's not good. There's, there's, it's, all, it's not good. It's all about deprivation. There's a point when they like when his uh, maid brings him food or whatever, and he like just leave it. I'm not gonna eat. But he smells the jelly, and it's, he's like, <laughs> he wants to eat it so bad, Y'all, but he's not going. Hold on. To. <laughs> He literally does that. If you're, first of all, if you don't know, we record this and we put it on YouTube. You have to see what she just did. If anyone's seen Silence of the Lambs with some fava beans. Yes. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. Like? Oh, shit. Oh my I'm going to cry a little bit there. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I brought a chuckle to the masses. Uh, All right, so shit. moving on, people. You're going to become a meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, any <laughs> we figure out that she's opening opening a chocolatery. A chocolatery. A chocolatery. And to, again, when we're talking about, like, the color and just the... The visual appeal of this mm-hmm. movie, we see her making the chocolate. Oh my god, it's beautiful! It's yeah, abs- it's magic it in and of itself. Yes, watching her make all this stuff, a lot of goddesses happening in here. Uh, yes, for sure, which I love. At one point, because the banter goes back and forth with these two, and he comes in and she's like, Would you like some nipples of Venus? <laughs> some nipples of Venus. <laughs> Yes. She offers the counter like these chocolate. <laughs> oh yeah. That's so awesome. eventually she opens up the shock lottery during Lent and you know he's already warned the townspeople don't you go in there but they're curious. Uh, and yeah. And a few of them, you they've know, been deprived of deprived. of anything good. They want some damn chocolate. Fuck. So I'm not going to, you know, spoil the whole story but you know, needless to say they start trickling in. Mhm. And she has this wheel. It's like an Aztec or Mayan wheel where she says, come in and spin the wheel. And it's like her gift, her magic. I love that. She'll say, what do you see in the wheel? And then she says, she has the gift to guess what your favorite chocolate would be. Okay. And kind of the different types of chocolate, you know, do different things. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, like raw cacao nibs and, you know, at one point she meets Josephine who comes into the shop who's okay. kind of like considered the town, you know, oddball. Okay. She's very unhappy in her marriage. Her husband is an alcoholic and he beats her. Oh, jeez. And, you know, and she like talks to herself and she steals things. She's like very unhappy. And so those two meet and she gives her a rose cream chocolate which I find interesting because this woman is like completely broken and we know that Rose heals the heart opens and heals the heart Mm -hmm. and it gives her courage to kind of up and leave him and that's something you don't do in that town you look the other way when something is not right Mm -hmm. but she kind of takes her in 
Aww. and teaches her how to make chocolate. And it's funny because if you watch her clothing from the time we see her yep. in the beginning throughout the movie, color, color, color. Yeah. And it's just so awesome. And I Beautiful. have to say, Juliette Binoche's outfits in this movie. So this movie takes place in the 1950s. I love, like, I don't consider myself to have much of a style. That's not but true. But if I had a stylist, I would want that wardrobe from that movie. I remember very specifically when we were trying to find out what you wanted to wear for my wedding, mm-hmm. you pulled up pictures of her and you... In the, yeah. Yeah. Because it's 1950s style, which we all, which you, you know, is like my favorite era. Of the for 50s style. For style, for, de- for, style <laughs> yes. for decorating. Okay. Like a, the color palette. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, but yet it's still kind of boho. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. like edgy, but but with that 50s flair. Okay. So yeah, I yeah. love that. If, if, you know, if I ever have a stylist, that's hey, what I want to look out like. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so you can see in her color, it's like the colors are just against the palette of the the dank town. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) A subtle drag. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, but the townspeople were kind of like, oh, you know, because he's gossiped about her and they think she's a witch and they think she's a radical. They call her, she's Mm. some kind of a radical. Mm. I think she's an atheist. One of the kids says, I think she's an atheist. And the other kid goes, what's that? He goes, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So the magic starts happening and we see that she starts matchmaking and mending broken relationships. And again, I don't want to go too much into All through her chocolate. All through the chocolate, which is really so magical. The one thing that I didn't see in a lot of my reading that they did not touch on, which I thought was such an important aspect of this movie that for me, and I wanted to touch on it. So every night when... She put her daughter to bed. She wanted a story. Okay. And she always wanted to hear the story of her grandma and grandpa. So the one night she tells the story, and this is the story. George was a young apothecary, and he went in 1927 on an expedition in Central America to learn about medicinal properties of plants. (gasps) Yeah, She's like, plants? Ah! Yay! And he drank unrefined cacao with a pinch of chili, And uh, it is the same that the ancient Mayans used in their ceremonies. They believed cacao had the power to unlock hidden yearnings and reveal destinies. And so it was that George first saw Jitsa. Okay. Okay. So the tribal elders warned George that Jitsa was one of the wanderers. Her people moved with the north wind from village to village, dispensing ancient remedies and never settling down. But, oh, George, he did not listen. He married Jitsa, and they had a little girl named Vienne. And one morning when he awoke, he found them gone. And so that kind of gives you her backstory of why they travel, and they travel with Jitsa's ashes. (laughs) Okay, ouch. You know, you got to start giving me a warning. I know. So in comes Rue, the love interest. His um, group of wandering people come into town on a boat. Okay. And they're going to set up, you know, and kind of stay in the town a little bit. And they're told they are not wanted there. They're different and they're not accepted. And so they're trying to get rid of them. And she, of course, cottons right up to them and says... (laughs) Welcome, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so she sways some of the townspeople her way with a party with lots of good food, but she claims that there's no dessert to be had because the dessert is on Rue's boat. And so she brings the townspeople there to get to know them and have Aww. a party and celebrate, and everybody gets along well until somebody who doesn't like them and wants to get rid of them kind of lights fire to oh, everything. Oh, okay. So long story short, not to give away the plot, but uh, Rue decides that he and his people are going to move on. And this kind of, you know, breaks the heart of Juliette Binoche because they've kind of like each other. Fallen in love. So she feels that it's time now that the north wind is blowing that she's going to leave because she cannot win over the count he's making life too difficult Mm -hmm. but she has made some friends that really love her there and she ends up staying and they're gonna have this big chocolate festival yes and like the goddess festival chocolate festival woo i know um it's a fertility festival hell yeah 
on Easter Sunday. Nice. <laughs> Sounds dope. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the count decides that he's going to ruin things, goes in, breaks in, and he's starting to, like, chop up the chocolate and go crazy. And uh, a piece of chocolate hits his lip. And... <laughs> He's he's done for. He goes like hog wild on this chocolate and they find him laying in a chocolate coma the next morning. And actually, it was the last scene that Alfred Molina filmed because they were so afraid that he was going to get sick eating all the chocolate <laughs> that it was his last day of filming. A piece but of chocolate hits his lip. It just lands on his lip. <laughs> That's awesome. Me um, every weekend. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, he realizes that he kind of is an asshole, right? He's and like, they, wait a minute. And they decide that, you know, <laughs> you know, they're going to get along and, you know, he can have church and she can have her fertility festival and they can all get along in the town. Yeah. Fucking get over it, <laughs> dude. But anyway, the movie is really about rebellion and battling prejudice. Yeah. Okay. The movie is meant to teach us to accept people for who they are, regardless of their beliefs or what sins we think they may have committed. Mm. It is a fable to push people towards accepting those who they discriminate against simply because they don't understand their way of life. Yes. So when Love the cow it, tra- beautiful message. Yeah. Right. When the cow um, when the when the count <laughs> tries to run her out of town, you know, he realizes that he is kind of wrong. And one of the things, so the preacher you know, that gives the service. Mm-hmm. He says that um, we can't go around measuring our goodness by what we don't do, what we deny ourselves, and what we what we resist, and who we exclude. We should measure ourselves by what we embrace, what we create, and who we include. Okay, Al. And Pierre, Hon- Pierre Henry, or Henri, he was an Elvis fan. He was like dancing to Elvis. I had to get him in. Had to get him in. Like, was that 1,000% necessary? <laughs> it absolutely was. Okay. And I do want to say as a side note that Godiva was the official chocolatier of the movie. So they provided. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Do I um, like Godiva? That's why I said ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about, first, go watch this movie. Two, I wanted to talk a little bit about cacao ceremonies. Okay. Did you know there was such a thing? Um, I I actually have heard of this, but I would like you to teach me. So they are used by the Aztec and Mayan um, people for centuries. Okay. Okay. And actually, cacao was a form of currency in those cultures. Uh, Cacao's place in these cultures was considered a sacred, elite, and a ritualistic plant and was considered the food of the gods. Mm, Okay. It was served at all religious rituals of any importance, so birth, marriage, death, all of those. Um, It was used in remedies for fatigue, for fevers, for digestive issues, as a nutrient, as a stimulator of the nervous system. Um, it was considered to clear the mind for moments of pure self-reflection. Mm, okay. It was used in fertility and to boost moods. And although some people think that it's a psychedelic, it is not. It boosts my mood. <clears throat> right. Um, but we're talking about chocolate in its pure form, yeah. not like, you know, doused in sugar and hey. and milk, like when we were at the Hershey factory. But okay, you know, I, what I mean? am allergic to milk. I know. So I have had. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. But I mean, when you're looking at chocolate in its I raw know. form, it is so healthy and yeah. nutrient dense. I mean, it's considered a superfood. Yeah, you know what I mean. Correct. So now there are a lot of people that there are modern cacao ceremonies that are kind of reflecting. Um, and it was born out of the same ideas of the ancient cultures. Mm-hmm. So you can actually go to a cacao ceremony, um, and it provides insight into your life is, is, is the purpose. Okay. Um, it's meant to connect you more to the natural world and um, entwine your spirit into the natural world. It is usually blessed by a shaman. Okay. And in, served in its raw form. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So you can attend these ceremonies and have a little bit of, you know, some enlightenment, you know, yeah. <laughs> figure out where you're going in this world, yeah. your destiny. Hmm. I don't want to know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
they're kind of, you know, mimicking or following suit from the ancient customs of okay. these ceremonies. So, yeah. So what do you think about that? I think that's fascinating. Yeah. Love that. I'd like to go to a cacao ceremony. Let's do it. Well, it might be a while. But yeah. So a lot of times people will ask me about, you know, chocolate in and of itself. Okay. So if you want to purchase chocolate that's, you know, more of a superfood mm-hmm. or more nutrient dense, if you get it as 70, 70% right. or higher, mm-hmm. you know, cacao content. Or I did you know can, that. Yeah. Or you can just get the raw cacao nibs yeah. or raw cacao powder. Mm-hmm. Put in your smoothie or whatever. So that's where it's going to pack the nutrients and, you know. Yeah, so I knew that just because we use cacao mm. nibs in a lot of our tea blends. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah, so yeah. you've you've schooled me on this a little bit before. Yeah. That's the only reason I know. Yeah. And because I'm allergic to milk, so I kind of had to yeah. go the other direction with right. it. Yeah. I and think it's, it's tasty. Yeah. Well, and I think, but I think like when you first are used to eating milk chocolate yeah. and then you go to the It takes dark, a minute. Yeah. yeah. It does, but now I cannot eat milk chocolate. It's too it's sweet. It's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my take on the movie Chocolate. I didn't want to go too deep into the 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 meat of it because if a lot of people haven't seen it, please go watch this movie. Right. But I really, for me personally, I liked the magic of it. So it's considered what they call um, magical realism. Okay. Where it's not a, an overt or blatant magic but it's sprinkled so this is what i was gonna so Mm -hmm. i you know like i said before if you follow us on social media i talk to a lot of people in Mm -hmm. dms a lot Mm -hmm. um and someone uh, i posted that you were doing this and someone Mm -hmm. asked do you think that she was a witch in this movie and to me it was very blatant like yeah she's a witch but but i guess like you're saying it was Mm -hmm. kind of meant to be a little more and they took it from it was sprinkled with magic like if you really look at it there was magic all throughout but they weren't, they didn't overtly say this was a movie. Because I said in the beginning it was a romantic drama. Right. So they're not like screaming magic, but it's sprinkled all throughout there. And really, and it, again, playing up the fairy tale, the colors, the Red Riding Hood type, you know, cloak. And it's told, I mean, her daughter is the one that's telling the story as an adult. So right. you're seeing it through the eyes of a child's experience, which makes it kind of more fairy tale esque. Okay. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. That's not something I would have thought about, mm-hmm. but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is just such a great movie and one I, I revisit, revisit often. Yeah. I feel like if you are into like, kitchen witchcraft yes this is like to watch her make the chocolate right and the molds and so a lot of people don't know this but when you were a kid i had (laughs) when you were a kid and i was a single parent Uh and i know she's like i hate you forever i'm getting angry yeah (laughs) but i had a little um Chocolate business. I had a little chocolate business mm-hmm. called Fern Gully Cottage Confections. And yes. that is how I made money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Girl, you make some good chocolate. However, if I had to curl one more ribbon on these motherfucking chocolate, mm-hmm. oh my God. You know, the guy in Elf, he's like six inch ribbon curls, yeah. six inches. That was her. I'm sitting there like at 1 a.m. curling these fucking ribbons on yeah. these chocolate covered yeah. pretzels. And I'm like, yeah, we took chocolate <laughs> orders. And, you know, that's how I paid for your Christmas presents oh, many well, a year, my friend. So well, thank you. It sure is. But gosh, I made, uh, I or made, did some I good- pay for them myself because <laughs> I curled the ribbon, <laughs> curling ribbon. You guys used to go to bed and I would stay up to like three or four in the morning. And the only thing that keeps me, that kept me awake, and I say this all the time, is my ELO double soundtrack. I love ELO. For that reason, it it, it harkens me back. Oh, but she got Elvis and ELO. I got ELO. But uh, you know, we had some good chocolate. Man, her friends would come over and and wipe it out. They would wipe it out. You used to make chocolate covered marshmallows. Oh. Yeah, it's because we were all smoking weed. But you know, <laughs> not well, me. I was the only one that wasn't. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, my chocolate's a hit. <laughs> Meanwhile, we were all like fucking stoned. That's awful. I didn't say uh, that. Yeah, you did. What, yeah, what you am did. I talking about? And here, me, naive, 
<laughs> so she's like, wow, I got something with this chunk. They eat the bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. Uh, you make some good chocolate-covered pretzels, and you make some bomb-ass chocolate-covered marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're good at it. The you're macaroons. Good. Oh, my homemade peppermint patties. Ooh, ooh. ooh, girl. And the peanut brittle. I feel like Forget you it. definitely, I mean, you're obviously like plants is your thing, but you've got a little bit of kitchen witchery in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love to be in the kitchen. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and I definitely and it's the same when we're making anything herbal like the teas or anything. Yeah, um, it comes from it, the, it. There's magic in the making, one hundred percent, because you're putting that love and the intention into everything you make, and it's it's beautiful. Look at how we connected again on our topics. Bam. It's all about intention, yeah. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a great movie. Just to watch her make the chocolate, uh, it's just awesome. And I think that it shows that there can be magic in, like, everyday rituals. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like, maybe stuff that you do, like, with the holidays coming up. Mm -hmm. You're going to be holiday baking. That's kind Mm -hmm. of like... Oh, yeah. That's a magical, you know, I love that. Yeah, well, I think some of it, like... some kitchen witchery that is definitely magic is we used to grow our own little herb garden and it would be like the Italian herb garden. I actually used to get like the, all these old Italian tins, like Italian mm-hmm. cookies and I'd plant the basil and the sage and then we would make these awesome white pizzas and I'd Ooh. send you out. And this is kind of how you started learning. Mm-hmm. I'd send you out and I'd say, bring me the basil, bring me the oregano, bring yeah. me the thyme, bring me the rosemary, you know. And that's right. kind of how you learned. And then we would take the tomatoes that we grew ourselves and yeah. oh, that was the best white pizza ever. It's very rewarding. It is. And it's like uh, a labor of love. It is. Yeah. I think that's the biggest message of this movie is mm-hmm. like the love and intention she mm-hmm. put into what she was making oh, yeah. and then how it affected other people. Absolutely. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah, and I think too, I mean, I think there were seductive notes in this. Obviously, you know, chocolate is considered an aphrodisiac and it's considered the sultry, you know. Right. Um, but that's not the main focus and I liked that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't it was about love in general, bringing yeah. people together, breaking people out of their... You know, yeah. I don't know what's the word. I'm I don't know. Uh, chocolate know. covered shells. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're chocolate covered shells, that. right? Thank you. Yes. But you know what I mean. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Loosening them up. A bit. Yeah. Loosey goosey, baby. Goosey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I do think um, if you haven't seen this movie, go uh, check it out. Check it I out. think that it is a great example of magic in a movie. Like you said, that's not hitting you over the head mm-hmm. with it. But to answer the question, yes, I do believe she is a witch. I believe mm-hmm. she is a kitchen oh, yeah. witch. Um, mwah, mm, beautiful film. It. Yes, so good. It's a good snuggle up with your with your honeykins with your hot chocolate. Oh, with your hot chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. marshmallows. <laughs> Gotta have the marshmallows. (laughs) Gotta have the marshmallows. Oh. Yes. Wow. Beautiful. Wonderful. Good job, Lore. Good job, Lee. Oh. Wow. Thanks. Up top. Woo. All right. All right. And with that, you know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for Killer Quotes of the Week. Sweet. All right. My Killer Quote of the Week is Mortal See, Mortal Do. And that is from Marnie from Halloween Town. Oh. Suck it, Lord. <laughs> and that was sent in by Nature Witch Ash. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Mine is <laughs> so, uh, you know, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love, just love it. I love it. We are the weirdos, mister. And that is from The Craft. And that was sent in by Steph, and we love you. Thank you for sending that in. That we love awesome. you, Steph. We love you. So if you guys want to be next week's Killer Quote of the Week, make sure to follow us on social media at Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet on Instagram, and we will tell you what to do, and you can send in your Killer Quotes of the Week. Awesome. Oh, my God. All right. So- yeah, make sure you tune in next week. I'm Ooh, going to give you surprises. a little heads up. We've got a lot of surprises coming up. Yes. There's a lot of big news happening here at Uncle Bob's, so yes. make sure you tune in next week so you don't miss out. Ooh, yeah. yikes. <laughs> I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, 
TTFN. All right, guys, cut print, check the gate, moving on. <laughs>